It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast coming to you live from Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, the full CHGO White Sox crew. That is Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. And the man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow Herb at Ectorwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. On today's show, we are going to be talking about the... Uh, uh, breaking news from last night, uh, sources are saying that the White Sox are in serious talks to acquire a new parcel of land in the South Loop of Chicago and possibly building a new stadium there. We will discuss it. We'll discuss the plot of land. We'll discuss, will the skyline be featured in the ballpark's background? Uh, a lot to talk about there. And then we actually really didn't talk about what else we were going to talk about. We really didn't. Do we have, this is going to take up some time, I would imagine. Take, oh, you think this goodness. is going to be something that we could spread our legs on? I think so. All right. So sit back, relax, hit that thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button. We appreciate you hanging out with us. And thank you to Sarah for producing the show. Hi. Hi, Sarah. Uh, and uh, again, uh, show Sarah that you appreciate her hard work. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit subscribe. Thumbs up for Sarah. Thumbs up for Sarah. <laughs> uh, is there a Bulls game tonight? There might be. I, I think so. I There's know. definitely a Blackhawks game. Yeah, definitely a Blackhawks yeah, game. Yeah, that got on, moved. On CHGO Sports, uh, we got you covered with uh, pre and post games for any team that's currently going on. They're talking about Cliff Kingsbury possibly being the OC on the CHGO Bear Show. We got you covered even on our Discord if you are CHGO diehard. So if you are looking for uh, sports coverage for your town, Chicago, check out all CHGO. Com. And let me do this real quick at the top of yes. the show. I might do it at the end of the show as well, too. Uh, Want to do another uh, diehard mailbag over at allchgo.com. So if you diehards have questions for me that I can answer for you about the White Sox or whatever, uh, go ahead and send them my way, be it on Twitter, be it in that uh, Discord, the, the CHGO Lounge, or any way you can get them to me. And tag Vinny on it, at Vinny Duber. Absolutely. On the, di- on the Discord, please. I'll drop, so I'll drop uh, another mention in there later tonight to, to, to our wonderful inhabitants of the Discord, but figured I'd throw it out on the show as well. Absolutely. And if you're not a part of it yet, uh, level up your fandom, head over to allchgo.com, become a diehard. You get this lovely box. You get a brand new T-shirt uh, of your choice. You get stickers, a membership card, and access to the Discord uh, where you can t- chat with our guy AJ and all of our diehards and ask Vinny an AMA question. All right. Let's jump in. So, last night, sometimes around like ten, I texted. Oh, it was maybe around oh, seven. It was like seven. Yeah. I texted you guys hello. <laughs> it was before dinner. It was before okay. I ate dinner, so it couldn't have been too late. Seven thirty. There you still. go. Still, I mean, that was kind of late dinner. I had a late you. dinner. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, what'd you have? 
for dinner last night. Uh, my wife made ribs. Ooh, very yes. nice. Very good. Ribs and baked potato. Oh, nice. I had a very American meal, too. I had beef yeah. stew. There you go. You know? uh, so as I was sitting down to eat some beef stew, Sun-Times released this piece saying the White Sox are in serious talks to acquire the 78 parcel of land, which is 62 acres around, along a half a mile of riverfront property, and it is located just north of Ping Tom Memorial Park in Chinatown and extends to Roosevelt and Clark. You have been there recently when it was a lot warmer out. What did you make of the view? What did you make of the plot of land? And what do we make of these serious talks? Because there was even the Nashville scare at the winter meetings. Well, listen, I think first and foremost, the, the thing to, to realize is, you know, we walked in here today for our show about a you know an hour or so ago, and 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 folks who are not on the show were, were coming up and saying hi like they do every day. And what was the first thing they said? Hey, something to talk about. Hey, yeah. something to talk about. <laughs> it's been a slow moving off season, so hey, here's something to talk about. And I think right now the main point that I want to make is that's what this is: something to talk about. Mm-hmm. It is not necessarily going to happen or uh, going to happen soon. Serious talks is something, as the Sun-Times reported. But, um, you know, let's remember all the various hurdles that the Bears have faced in the years, plural, since they have sought a new stadium. Uh, We don't even know if the White Sox are going to end up leaving guaranteed rate field uh, when the lease is up a whopping six years from now, uh, or or perhaps a little more than five years from now, I should say. But... um, the the idea that this is going to like happen tomorrow and that this is a sure thing we're talking about we're far away from that that being said listen anybody who's been down to the south loop has probably seen this giant piece of land because it is i believe one of the largest undeveloped pieces of land in the city uh this is a view of it that sarah is showing you right now from the northern end of ping Tom memorial park in chinatown which by the way if you haven't been a lovely park a lovely place to spend a beautiful summer afternoon down there in chinatown but right on the river and as you can see that is an undeveloped piece of land but looking right at the chicago skyline that is a really nice view from that park and it would only get better as you move further north through that big giant piece of land that has railroad tracks running right through the middle of it um if you've ever driven east toward the lake along roosevelt road you are up above it. You're high up above it. There's a mall on the north side, I believe, there that has some uh, chain stores in it. But you can, you're down below is, is this big piece of land. And so, uh, listen, this is a um, cool thing. If you were saw that Cranes report from the summer or were perhaps spooked by uh, Jerry's meeting with the Nashville mayor during the winter meetings uh, and you were afraid that the White Sox were going to leave the city or leave the south side even to go to the suburbs or the south suburbs or, 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 or anywhere else that might remain convenient for a lot of the fan base something like this shows you that there is perhaps a a a hope that if the White Sox were to leave guaranteed rate field they could end up staying on the south side, which I think is a cool thing because, listen, the, the way we identify these two teams in this town is by the part of town that they're in. And if the White Sox, the south side's team, ends up in Naperville or somewhere yeah. like that, like that kind of uh, strips away a lot of the identity that goes with this franchise. So whether this a- ends up happening one day in the future or not, the idea that the White Sox could achieve both – finding a new stadium, 
finding a site for a new stadium and building a new stadium, as well as maintaining that Southside identity, I think that should be exciting to a lot of fans because it allows this organization to to keep kind of the you know, part of the appeal, I think, that that it has with a lot of their fan base. Yeah, and as you said, Vinny, this offseason and for the last couple of years, it's been all bad when you bring up the White Sox, especially when the national media gets involved. And so when you get something this positive, gets people talking, gets people thinking and imagining, you know, when you're the best part about setting up a vacation is the anticipation of where you're going, how it's going to be. And this is kind of like that. It's like, oh, my God, there's endless possibilities. The White Sox could build on this land with a beautiful view. What type of ballpark will they have? Will it be a retractable roof? Will it have this, that, and the other? And so the planning and the thinking as White Sox fans of, man, we haven't had a new stadium and a new something to get excited about in a long, long time. And so in this desert of badness this is the oasis that as you said could just be a nothing can be something that just goes by the wayside i remember back in the day when the white Sox were thinking about moving from the original krinsky park i was living in addison at the time and they were talking about maybe moving to addison and that never ever happened of course as jerry reinsdorf railroaded this uh thing through the uh illinois legislation uh, to get his stadium that he's at right now. But it's a good thing to imagine that the White Sox are in a premium spot with a premium stadium that tourists would come to by the thousands to see it. It's already got good infrastructure right there. A, the red line runs alongside, so does the green line. It's close by, not as close as it is at a guaranteed rate. But it's right there, and they would have to do some more infrastructure for the roads. But if this comes to fruition, I think that the White Sox Sox would come to like a, a nice level where the Cubs are kind of the champions in this league and in this city like they're really like the big boss and the bully of this city where you probably 75% of the fans in this city are Cub fans and what people talk about are Cub fans you get a world-class stadium like that White Sox get started talked about and people start going to that ballpark from other places in this world and say hey I'm going to Chicago I'm not just going to go to Wrigley Field I'm going to whatever Sox Park is in the South Loop and so this exciting times for the White Sox on this day to get some positive news it would be huge for the team because I think they get another chance to build the right stadium guaranteed rate field is fine but it's equivalent to an outdoor mall there's nothing really special about it it is very run-of-the-mill and you brought up just the ton of parking lots around guaranteed rate field there are 70 acres of parking lots that's so around many. guaranteed rate field. so many it's more than the plot of land exactly. that they're buying exactly um, so to put this into perspective because carm was even jumping in the 21st uh ranked sports media personality in chicago uh, mark <laughs> carmen jumped in and said the Sox bears complex will be great i get people wondering why the bears aren't acquiring this property but if you look at all the acreage wrigley is on four acres soldier field is on seven acres uh i mean if you're including the park i guess guaranteed rate field right now is like 75 acres or so if you're including the parking parking park and parking right right uh and then the plot of land that they're buying right now 62 acres Possibly they can make buying. it a more condensed and streamlined, sleek and sexy option for Chicago. But 
at least for the Bears, 62 acres. Arlington Park is on 362 acres. Yeah. They are looking to build a 100,000 capacity stadium. This is not the right place for the Bears. This is a way better spot for a ballpark than a football stadium slash cathedral slash multi-purpose you know, massive venue, right? I mean, if Taylor Swift comes, it's going to be out in, in Arlington Field. Uh, you know, if, if they ever try to build the sphere, it's probably going to be likely within uh, Arlington Park in the stadium. I'm not making any sense. Cool. But it's just a, a lot a lot of acreage for Soldier Field, um, and it doesn't make sense for the Bears, but it makes a lot more sense for the White Sox. The biggest thing, you showed it in your picture right there, you got the skyline in the photo. Uh, I was there, and AJ said he was there in the, uh, this area in the morning, and it's massive. A lot of trains over there. Um, so according to the 78's website, there's going to be a nearby L station at Roosevelt and State and Surmac in Chinatown. There's also going to be a new red line station at Clark and 15th Street. There's going to be water taxis to and from the Loop, Lake, and North Branch. Uh, there's going to be strategic curbside pickup and drop-off locations for car <laughs> services. This isn't for a ballpark layout either. This is more to turn into uh, the 78th neighborhood. Maybe you still call it, you know. Comiskey. I don't know what the hell you'd call the neighborhood, uh, but there's also going to be on-site parking and, and bicycle storage, and then an express shuttle to and from Union Station Ogilvy Transportation uh, Center. So it should, even though it might not be more direct, it should offer more options for transportation, right? And it and it's, should be like what the Braves are offering to their fans, a large complex that's sprawling. It's not just the ballpark. Same with what the Ricketts are trying to do in Wrigleyville. Same with what Steve Cohen's trying to do in New York. It's trying to make this a place that you can stay before the game and after the game. Let's spend eight hours in Comiskeyville. Yeah. There's your neighborhood name. Yeah. And I think I don't that... Want, I, don't want to, I don't know about a ville. I don't know if you've been to Atlanta and the Battery Park area... It's beautiful. It's great. There's a lot of things to do in that area, but it's not in Atlanta proper. It's right. far right. north of Atlanta. That's and what the Bears thing would be. Yes, right. exactly. And so this is more like it's great and it's more in the city. You don't, yeah, you can be in the city and have all those uh, arteries to do things. The infrastructure there to do a lot of things, but in the city and just staying in that area would be just phenomenal for tourists to come in and see a brand new stadium in a world-class city with the best skyline in, in uh, baseball or in the United States at least. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of distinctions to make, and I think that's maybe the big one there is that, you know, the Sun-Times reported the, the idea would be to make this giant, I guess, White Sox-owned complex, right, exactly, that would have not just a stadium at it, but all the other stuff to go along with it. Personally, when I hear, you know, a, a, a corporate uh, completely lack of spont spontaneity, um, lack of organic, uh, you know, ooh, come to see our bars and restaurants and our stores, like, you know, I don't know if you've been up to Wrigleyville lately, but it's not very cool. You know what I mean? No, it's right. very, it's very, you know, you talk about an outdoor mall. That's what Wrigleyville seems like now because it's all chain stores and chain entertainment, you know, companies and stuff like that. Now, if you're coming in from Iowa or Wheaton to go see a Cub game, maybe that appeals to you. But I guess the point being that forget all the parking lots. You know what I mean? Like you just, there's just not going to be much parking. And that's, and guess what? They do it perfectly fine up there on the north side. There's no parking up there, and people still come to fill that ballpark up. Taking the uh, the the L or the or the Metra or anything like that, it's not difficult. And if there's a reason to go besides just the ball game, you know, 
it could be it could be really really appealing to folks would jazz up that neighborhood a bit because south loop for you know having a few things here or there the cool places to go are kind of few and far between uh, in that part of town to be able to have that would be uh to be able to to have a giant new area would be pretty good but uh and then it's connected right it's connected to chinatown it's not far from pilsen it's you can get to uh you know the west loop where we are uh pretty easily I, th- I think that's all pretty cool, uh, and, and that would all be uh, a, a great idea to build that area up. I mean, hey, taking 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 the water taxi to uh, to a game. Now we're talking Very some cool. yeah. some volunteer navy kind of stuff right there. Uh, you know, get people in the summer to to, to park all the boats on the. Uh, you, you miss your par- take tailgate parking lot. You could you could tailgate on the river. How about that? So you're a great point. The Chicago <laughs> sports bum. Uh, Baloney Fonseca brought that up, uh, double-decker pontoon boat with the slide coming off the, d- the top deck, right? You could tailgate on the pontoon. I think it's a great idea. I think that if this is happening and there's a new stadium within 2028, we got to see HGO tailgate on a pontoon boat. I, I think, you know, that's that's a great idea. Yeah, that's the White Sox fans thing. They, you know, since they have a bunch of acreage of parking, they take advantage of it when they have a chance and tailgating is a main part of White Sox fandom, but I'm sure they would get over it if they didn't have any parking lots as if they have right now and then they had extra things to do while you're at the ballpark a restaurant bar where the white Sox would benefit from these things and then hopefully put that right back into the team or the stadium but as we're talking about wrigleyville or wrigley field and wrigleyville they collect all that money and they pretty much are supposed to put it back into the team we haven't seen that as yet but they own that whole that whole area even though it is a mall there's good places around there as aj says uh, i love a raising canes myself but i'm not a fan <laughs> that's, what of, we're shout, that's what we're shouting out is I'm, the is the pretty, fast food chicken place it's pretty I, good. I, I do like raising canes I <laughs> their like sauce nice box really combo nice. it's nice their sauce um, is so good delicious. they got the nice little ice like the cute butter the, the, the toast ice. on both sides but you should have your stadium that you Jerry Reinsdorf and or private financiers public or privately fund. I this is the problem I have with this stadium. I'm already hearing whispers from White Sox fans. Oh, of course they're gonna get public funds. Pause on that. It's their stadium. I can't walk into guaranteed rate field, even though we publicly funded that stadium and say, hey, this is my stadium that is a taxpayer I paid for. If it's your stadium, baby, do what you want to do with your stadium, but don't ask for a dollar from us. We'll pay for some infrastructure because we benefit from infrastructure on 365 and this year, 366 days. But as far as public financing a stadium, follow the California model. If you ask for public money, you put that to a vote. If you don't get a majority, then you have to pay for your own stadium i think the cubs asked for that they got rejected and now you see what they have done with that with their own damn money and their money making that money back tenfold so it's a smarter play to do anyways when you pay for your own stadium i would love for that to happen i i don't know i'm not i'm not a big i my expertise is more like fastball spin than like public equity and, and public funding. Aren't so that, like, isn't that the case with all of us? Again, yeah. I would love for Jerry Reinsdorf to fund this all, but I don't understand how money works. So 
you know, I'm not somebody would jump at the idea of paying for that stadium. Uh, a big time venture capitalist place, uh, a, a bank would love to give Jerry a bunch of money so he can pay them back instead of giving public funds to build his p- private stadium. And two, you know, again, this lease that they have with the ISHFA. I believe it's the ISFA it's here. Yeah, the Illinois yeah. Sports Facilities Authority. That lease ends in 2029. If you were able to secure this land in 2024, hopefully you'd be able to have a, a, an actual stadium designed by 2025. And it took them two years to build Guaranteed Rate Field. Could you possibly have a, a stadium ready for 2027, 2028? Also, hey, that's a pretty good time for a 92-year-old Jerry Reinsdorf to dip out. Look at our lovely new stadium that was privately financed by a bank. And plus, hey, the 100th anniversary of the All-Star Game is going to come up soon. We had the first one in Chicago. Got a brand new lovely stadium to host the the 100th anniversary of the All-Star Game. Like It does seem like a good time to dip if you are Jerry Reinsdorf. I mean, I would if Jerry Reinsdorf's not dipping, he's not leaving. He's going to be owning this team until his uh, passing, which I hope is 50 years from now. But this is a way where your legacy you can further in a good fashion, where you talked about guaranteed rate and how I think most White Sox fans think about that stadium. They love the stadium. They hate how it was built and what um, – how Jerry got it done where he's getting Big Jim Thompson, the former governor of Illinois, uh, to push it past uh, and past the deadline of where they need to go because he was saying, I'm going to move to Tampa unless you give me this stadium. That's not going to work this time for for Illinois taxpayers. By the way, Illinois taxpayer, we're still $50 million on the hook for the guaranteed rate field, which will be paid off by 2028. But that's how much this stadium has been costing us since it's been built. This is why I don't want public funds, because we're still going to be paying for Soldier Field after the Bears leave. And so these are the reasons why you should always, always, always insist on private money to be paying for private buildings unless we're getting some type of access to this thing. And Stephen has a good point right there on the Super Chat. Yeah, uh, I was, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to go to Comet Theater in just a second. I was going to bring up Stephen's comment uh, that he didn't Super Chat because it was a really good point. And then he comes in with the $20 Super Chat. So Thank thanks, you, Stephen. Stephen. We appreciate it. Uh, $20. And Stephen's a, a diehard too. Yes, Stephen is a diehard. Uh, $20 Super Chat from our guy Stephen saying not wanting to die on this hill. But... The Cubs did get funding through credits they received once they received landmark status over a hundred million. So Tax maybe this is fine, but that's that's fine. But I'm not talking about like publicly funding the building. Well, and that's the one thing too. I mean, you scroll up to I think Justin who said he doesn't want it to have a a, a company name or a company uh, attached to it, right? You don't want it to have that's a guaranteed rate field. You know, you'd like the name to be White Sox Park. If it's going to be privately built, it will have a company name on it. Like it's truest in Atlanta. Right. That was it. That's not gonna be. It's not gonna be Turner Field. It's the only, truest. The only thing you can hope for is that it's a beloved Chicago company sponsoring the name Portillo's Park. Anyone? True. Uh, <laughs> the Prudential is leaving their uh, their sky rise that they built, and they're taking the name with them. Prudential. Park? Is that a Chicago company? I don't know, but there's Prudential Insurance has been in Chicago for I like so. That building, years. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I could look it right up. next day, Aon. Uh, Prudential Chicago. Financial. Uh, I don't know. I'll try to find that out. Anyways, you guys want to step into a little bit of ComEd Theater while I look up where Prudential... Yes. It, it says traded in New York, founded in New Jersey. 
Did you know, Sean and Vinny, it is easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we all can get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it, Vinny. That's a great point, Herb. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should business owners do, Vinny? Great question, Herb. They should go to ComEd.com clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you, yes, you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. They're good for business good for the planet good for all of us go to comed.com slash clean did you say comed.com slash clean indeed i did go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come great job gentlemen uh, let's let people know about our friends over at empire today Five eight eight two three hundred Empire today with Empire today you get shop at home convenience the right product for your needs quick and professional installation and a low price guarantee Empire is the best place to get new flooring so of course they have copycats but Empire can't be beaten on their quality speed and service so competitors advertise low quality products that Empire simply won't carry Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. Empire keeps shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. Their philosophy is to help you find what you need and not overwhelm you with thousands and thousands of choices. What they leave out of their selection is just as as important as what they put in. And you can check out their selection with their virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. So schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO over at EmpireToday.com slash CHGO. Now, I don't know if this has ever happened before in the history of CHGO, but during the ComEd read, I received my ComEd bill. Oh, wow. wow. How about that? That's a first. Congratulations. <laughs> listening to you. Uh, and Blank Name's giving you guys an A-plus on the ComEd read, so... I don't think we've gotten a lot of A pluses. I know blank name's a tough grader, so I mean, you guys should take that and give yourself a little pat on the back there. Uh, All right. Uh, So to continue with the 78 talk, I do have a uncle who is a city worker, and I asked him, is it a nice area, and could it actually be like the 78th neighborhood as as the plot is currently built? Um, he said, yes, it's small, but when it was being designed, it was going to be a tech hub, relocating Metrotracks and adding a stop. Uh, and that crooked people owned the property before, yep, but now <laughs> uh, Midwest Related is a top-notch developer that should put it back on track. And it does seem like the White Sox are getting closer and closer to a deal. Uh, and in that Sun-Times piece, Brandon Johnson, the mayor of Chicago and White Sox chairman, put out a joint statement in a written statement in response to the Sun-Times questions about the sources that they got the lead on this story and the statement said we met to discuss the historic partnership between the team and chicago and the team's idea for remaining competitive in chicago in perpetuity what do we make of that sounds like they talked about the white Sox not moving outside of the city (laughs) do you think that would mean maybe public funding i mean you only talk to the mayor if you want to Grease skids, you want to try to get some type of uh, uh, public funding. I mean, because if they, 
if the mayor in the city doesn't own the land, why are you talking to the mayor? You're trying to get some type of idea, initial idea of what can be done as far as the city's contribution. And then, of course, I think if we go down the line here, he will talk to whatever governor is at the time, if whether it's J.B. Pritzker or past that. So, yeah, I'm, I do not blame Jerry for getting into conversations with the politicians. He should do that. He should understand where he stands as far as um, the mayor is willing to give up land. I mean, he also, the mayor is talking to Kevin Warren too, currently the Bears CEO about staying in the city proper, even though I think that's way down the road as Vinny was as detailed earlier in the show, Arlington Heights, and they've already bought the land. It's got a lot of acreage that's down the road. So I'm sure that uh, Jerry and Brandon were talking about, hey, what could the city could do for us as far as bonds, things of that nature to have the White Sox stay in the city? Because I don't know where Brandon Johnson's head is, but maybe he got a little spooked when the national uh, comments were brought up and the meeting of the mayor uh, down there when we were down in uh, Nashville for the winter meetings. But it's always good to, to talk to the mayor to see where his head's at. And if Jerry could try to get some public money on it, he probably will and probably should. Yeah, Evie's asking, uh, no troll, what does this mean for the Nashville rumors as you bring up uh, that the what <coughs> mayor of, was it the mayor of Nashville? Mayor of Nashville. Yes. Mayor of Nashville, uh, O'Connell, met with Jerry Reinsdorf and it was introductory in nature. And we know that Jerry Reinsdorf is very good friends with Tony La Russa. We know that Tony La Russa is very good friends with Dave Stewart. We know that Dave Stewart is leading the charge to bring an expansion team to Nashville. So We also know that Jerry is one of the longest-serving owners in baseball yes. and one of the more influential owners in baseball uh, over the last uh, 40 years during a time during which there have been multiple expansion teams added to Major League Baseball. So at the end of the day, what this means, and I can't believe that I'm actually going to do this, but if this does mean that the White Sox are going to stay in, Chica in Chicago for perpetuity, as the statement says, whether it's publicly funded or not, the White Sox saying in the Southside is exactly what I've always wanted. So Jerry Reinsdorf, if he's able to secure this deal and oh start building a plan for a stadium, whether it faces the skyline or not, the oh fact no. that it would be in the South Loop of Chicago is exactly what I want. So Jerry Reinsdorf, I'll give you credit. You don't get that close to not face the skyline, Sean. Well, so should we talk about that? <laughs> yeah. uh, it would be very weird because I was on, what street was it? Is it Wentworth? Wentworth goes north, and then it turns into Wells, and that kind of twists. Wentworth goes kind of like a little curvy yeah. up to the left near the river. Hold on. I'm busting out my Google Maps. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a very odd place, and where I shot a short that's currently on our YouTube channel, it's on our TikTok, it's on our Instagram, uh, It's I'm on Wentworth facing north, and that's where I got the ability to see the entire skyline. So... Right next to the park. You're it's, right east of the park. Yeah. Right. So it, it's, it is weird, though, because the park is a little bit more, I guess, west, because I'm facing north. So it's a little bit more west. So I don't know if you can exactly get the skyline shot, exactly what you need. And as my uh, city worker uncle friend uh, said, there's a lot of train tracks over there. So a lot of stuff will have to be moved and cleaned out. It's very grassy, as you can kind of see. You were wondering if it was concrete mm -hmm. at all. Uh, there's a lot of stone and gravel where the train tracks are, but 
past the train tracks, uh, and as you can see on the screen right now, past those train tracks is a ton of grass. And then over that grass is where the river is. Those train tracks right there are the Metra Rock Island line that goes from the south side up to, uh, I can't think of the train stop now. It's not Ogilvy or Union. It's the one that goes into our building that we used to be in. No, nope, not that one because it was a little bit of a walk. It was like a 15-minute walk. Oh, well. the, one, the one in the middle of Grant Park? That nope. <laughs> it's all right. We know. <laughs> Millennium <laughs> Station? Not Millennium but Station. But think about this, Sean. Like, you could have that as part of the stadium. That can be underneath the stadium or wherever you need to have it. That could be... LaSalle Street. Okay. Yeah. So you can have these, that as a part of the stadium as a like kind of a nice quirky thing that oh man if you want to come right into whatever the stadium's called we have a train stop right below the stadium right below the uh, stadium and you get dropped off in the basement come your punk ass up to guaranteed rate two yeah well you bring up the uh, the, the field name aj's got a super chat for us to, uh, we appreciate it uh, with the two dollar super chat aj introducing fx's the bear stadium streaming on wait wait go up there now I, I blocked it uh Introducing FX's The Bear streaming on Hulu's stadium. Uh, very nice from, uh, from AJ. Uh, the view, I think, is possible to include the skyline, but it might not be that picture-perfect frame yeah, skyline I, I think shot. It, I think it's just still too far away from downtown, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we're talking about, you know, there are stadiums in baseball that have that incredible vista over over the out over beyond the outfield but that's because they were able to put those stadiums right next to those buildings or in close proximity enough to those buildings you've seen the pictures that sean and i have have posted the video that you posted today sean the picture that i uh posted from being back at ping tom park a, a couple years back you're still far away and it's a it's a nice view and it's a lovely view but like let's not pretend like if you're standing at home plate you're gonna get the Chicago skyline right in your face. Mm -hmm. You're going to probably get a nice view from the upper deck, but it's going to be a little further off. And so um, that should not uh, prohibit them from trying, you know, um, you can still get some lovely views on the, on the broadcast. And like I said, from, especially from the upper deck, but uh, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not right in your face, even soldier field, which is right, which is right there in, in Grant Park, right there, uh, uh, you know, across Lakeshore Drive from a bunch of high rise buildings. You know, it's not necessarily that perfectly framed view uh, that you would hope for. And so I think that, you know, you've got to be a little bit realistic in that you're not going to get uh, what's the one drawing of uh, the, the proposed ballpark down at armor square where it's like yeah. ballpark and then sears tower it's like mm -hmm. it's not that close it's like falling you can't on you. do that <laughs> <laughs> right uh i think jared uh, up there brought up the scores article on the armor square park uh building and then also there was a book on that i can't find the book name pardon me on that uh an architect from notre dame ended up writing it because he was a part of the the designing of what ar the armor square park uh could have looked like but yeah, it does seem like it, it's it's in a better spot for sure. Yeah. I, th I think it's it's absolutely a great move, and even if you can't get the skyline or not, it's still the right step for this franchise. Uh, blank name brings up the own McCovey Cove with the river. Uh, the way that it is structured, if you were facing the ballpark north, the third baseline would have the river. 
So it really wouldn't be any splash shots. So if home plate was facing the skyline. If home plate was facing the skyline, then the river the the river would be the left field corner. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, like left field corner and then over like anything over third base. So like your ba- if you were on the th- down the third base well, line, the, the third river base would be line at your was back. Pa- well, if the third base line was parallel with the river, then the then home plate would be facing toward the lake, right? It'd be north northeast. Yeah, home plate would be facing northeast to center field. And, and I think you got to face it north if you want the skyline shot. Yeah, sure, but then it's sitting at like this in a diagonal, Sean, because the 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 plot of land is like this, so home plate would have to be like this. As we're talking about all these problems, yeah. these are good problems. Like Vinny, I think you always bring up like baseball and their unique stadiums is what it makes baseball fun. You know, you go to a basketball game, they're the same. It's 94 feet. It's all the same once you get into the building. Baseball, you can have different. You can have, if you wanted the green monster type of thing, like he's talking about, the the McCovey Cove, but a high uh, left field. You can have a shorter left field, like a 315 left field, but that ball goes over the fence, splash down. Or if you want to face it more towards the skyline, you can have a shorter right field and a long-ass center field, like uh, the polo grounds back in the day. So this is opportunity for the Bear, for the White Sox to get very creative if they're down the road on this and make a very unique stadium. And it doesn't look like there's a lot of land like out. You can build the stadium up instead of building like guaranteed rate is. It's kind of built back. And so the upper deck was so far away. And that's how they kind of chopped off the first 10 rows or the last 10 rows of that building. But go back to the old stadiums where you build the stadium pretty much up, like kind of Wrigley's kind of cozy and you're just on top of each other. But sans the obstructive views of Wrigley, though. Yeah, right. Without without the poles. Without the big-ass poles in front of your face. Uh, got a little bit more on the stadium. Uh, a couple more directional stuffs and maybe view stuff on what they could make this ballpark to be like. Obviously, it is a great step for the franchise. Got two uh, advertisers that we do want to let you know about. First off, our friends over at Circus Sportsbook. Go download their app at circusportscom slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Download the world's largest sportsbook at your fingertip. They are originally from Las Vegas. They run the Circa Resort and Casino, and all aspects of the app are running by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook in Las Vegas. You're not going to have to deal with chatbots if you run into any issues. The team that runs the app is the same team that runs the Circa Sportsbook in Las Vegas. And the best part about Circa Sportsbook, it is the world's largest sportsbook. They're always trying to offer you, the sports better, the best line. They also don't limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit players and they want encourage you to download and explore all sports betting apps available so you can get the best price possible for your wager so download the circus sports illinois app at circusportscom slash illinois dash app that's circusportscom slash illinois at dash illinois slash illinois dash app to sign up today uh also be on the lookout for circa events watch parties and tailgates if you or some you know may have a problem with gambling call 100 gambler 1-800-426-2537 text gmb 833-234 visit are you really winning Com. Also want to let you know about our friends over at Ray Chevy. Our partner at Ray Chevrolet is ringing in the new year with their best offers all month long. Make your way to Ray Chevrolet on Route 12 in Fox Lake to join in on the savings and start your Ray resolution. As one of the top-selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories. But right now, they're trying to make room for inbound 2024 models, so all their current inventory must go. Plus, you can find the perfect tailgating vehicles at Ray Chevy because they have over 100 new Silverados available with prices starting at 1000 No, 
$19,495. What a deal. Up, yeah, what a deal. Uh, <laughs> or take up to $10,000 off a new 2023 Silverado. And to top it all off, they're pricing over 125 vehicles under 20000 Seriously, pricing cannot get more affordable. And you can get a free oil change. It could if John was running the place. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and you can get a free oil change. Mention CHGO when you schedule your oil change at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake. Start off the new year right. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com to start your Ray resolution. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. Uh, good job, Sarah, for finishing off that, that tagline. Uh, <laughs> I had my mic muted, thank God, because I just talk. I just always say what you guys say. Hey, you know, I mean, we're singing along. As Justin said, as a blank name says, I do like Justin Velasco's uh, ideas. Work with the towers to light up during home games and light up the river with the lights and exploding pinwheels around the water with socks painted taxis. Yes, but that seems like a lot of uh, a lot of synergy there from the city of Chicago. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing too. How about this? You know, Chicago has a. Uh, uh, long history, Chicago and the Chicagoland area, long history of building canals, you know, for back in the day when you had to move grain up and down canals to get to the Mississippi River and whatnot. How about you just dig a little canal right around the ballpark to f- uh, flow in with the river? Moat. Moat around the ballpark. Oh, my God. I, I like Vinny it. out yeah. here. <laughs> and we can make a drawbridge, too. Like, Draw, to open up the park. Get, that's how you get in. Like, you're going into Disneyland. You know all the people <laughs> at a Cowboy Stadium? Like, there's, like, certain, like, uh, standing room only uh, yeah. seats. Well, they got to so, run in. Yeah, and they got to run in. Oh, so, really? Like, it's, just, it's just you wait for the drawbridge to drop, and then you run in. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> people be jumping yes. on top of the drawbridge, falling into the water, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get in. It's like uh, the Buffalo Bills fan. Uh, uh, they, every Before every single game... One Bills fan sacrifices themselves to the pit. Uh, currently, there's a pit for where their new stadium is going to be built. And ever since they started doing this six weeks ago, they're 6-0. and And a fan has thrown themselves into where the new stadium is being built into the pit. And they die? No, it's not that deep. Oh, okay. I think they're fine. Uh, it, I think it'd be more of a story of if fans they were, were self-sacrificing. That would be bad. Uh, in name of the Bills' Ooh. Super Bowl chances. Yikes. Uh, Let's go to Twitter. I did find this interesting thing from uh, a screenshot of Cora based off of something from the Baseball Almanac. It's Rule 1.04, quote, the playing field. It is desirable that the line from home base through the pitcher's plate to second base shall run east-northeast. The location that? of the owner's box, prevailing wind directions, and a multitude of other reasons have caused Rule 1.04 to be ignored by Major League Baseball teams. <laughs> so the White Sox cool. have ignored this. Uh, as you can see, uh, Pittsburgh, Cincy, the White Sox, Milwaukee, Texas, and Detroit have all ignored this rule. Um, if they were to face it north northeast or east-northeast, uh, that really would be more towards the lake rather than the skyline. I don't know if this is a rule that they're going to follow. They didn't follow it 30 years ago, but it is a rule. That and would probably be the worst way. Well, well, but look, but so look, if they didn't follow it, they'd be, it's not like they would be outside of that 180 degrees, right? Yeah. So, so if you'll notice, there is no ballpark currently facing really west at all. Yes. But th- the angle that you gentlemen are, dis- are sa- saying that you would want to face the skyline from that piece of property would be in line with Cubs. six or seven ballparks, right? No, yeah. I, I, Arizona. I think you'd want Arizona, right? right. That would be yeah. the ideal one. But also, Houston, Toronto, San Diego, Cleveland, Colorado, Philly, and the Mets would all give you pretty much that same view. 
And it, again, it, that's it's very a, interesting. It could be ignored. It, and then you <laughs> could just also not do that. Right. I just love how strict it is. We would love for it to face east, northeast, but if you have an owner's box, wind direction, maybe you just don't like it, you could just ignore the rule. Uh, yeah, and just the proximity to the lake would bring so many different things to, to that stadium, as we see with Wrigley. It's kind of the same distance away from the lake as what Wrigley would be, and you would get different weather days. So just a uniqueness of that stadium. I would just go with that stadium built just for that reason alone. Because, as you said, I love guaranteed rate field, but I've been to 20 or 19 other stadiums. It's pretty mediocre as far as stadiums around the world, even though it's only 33 years old. A built new stadium where you can get it right where he was offered the Baltimore Orioles stadium. And that would have been a great thing. We would have kept that stadium and we would have been kicking it still for years to come if we had the Orioles stadium. But this is another chance for Jerry to get this right and to build a world-class stadium. Oh man, I'm just looking forward to more talks and hopefully this gets down the road because man, it would be just so premium that the White Sox would have people actually come to Chicago to see their stadium. It like they do with Wrigley Field already. One thing I, I will I will just bring up, and obviously White Sox fans should be excited about the prospect of a new stadium. It's fun. It's glitzy. It gets people down there. That's why they do that, right? But, man, do you really think when they built, when they opened Guaranteed Rate Field in 1991, uh, they were like, eh, about 35 years, and then we'll get a new one? <laughs> no. Whew. No. That's crazy. I mean, and listen, they're not the only ones. Certainly uh, Atlanta. Uh, Texas. They built, built a new stadium uh, in, and after getting a new one in the 90s, like you said, Sean, Texas. Um, but, man, that, a ba- that think about this. The most celebrated ballparks in the country are Fenway Park and Wrigley Field, and they're both over 100 years old. Everywhere else, uh, 35 years, we want a new one. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's crazy. Wouldn't you build it with the idea that it was going to stand forever? Yeah, right? Yeah. That's you, wild to me. You it's think, wild. and I mean, hey, I mean, I'll give the Yankees credit. They waited like at least 100 years to knock down that stadium. And then <laughs> and they, they just built the same yeah, fucking They built the same one. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not, that's not the worst thing in the world, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, this this stadium's older than me. Um, Like, I, I mean, this stadium is 1990. Like, I wasn't even around. Yeah. And they're going to be around. around. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, They... Built it in what 90 89 to 90 for $137 million, yeah. uh, then had $118 million worth of renovations from 2020 or 2001 to 2007, and then uh, that was it. So, I mean, if you use $2022, I think it's like near around $400 million that they used to construct guaranteed rate field, and now it's just gonna sit there I'm, I'm, well state of illinois maybe, owns it maybe yeah, maybe the chicago fire come in maybe i i still don't know if we can i don't think i mean i listen serious talks i'm sure the uh sun times have, have done their due diligence here but i'm not sure that uh i'm not sure that one report about serious talks means that the white Sox and guaranteed right field are destined for a 2029 divorce yeah aj i think it's uh what boston wrigley dodger stadium angel stadium and then maybe oakland, oakland which will be gone yeah, and then kansas city yeah coffin stadium i forgot yeah. that was like in the 70s and yeah. then the white Sox are pretty much right there because they like started the new revolution of people starting new stadiums and uh, from hok 
1912, Wrigley 1914, Dodger 1962, Angel Stadium 1966, Oakland Alameda 1966, Kaufman 1973, Roger Center, Tropicana, Guaranteed Rate Field. Oh, uh, Tropicana? Yeah. <laughs> 89, 90, and then Guaranteed Rate Field was 91. Uh, Oriole Park at Camden was 92. Progressive was 94. Uh, and then Coors, 95. I can keep going. Um, we just want to go through all three. Uh, anyways, or all 30. Uh, anyways, I, I, don't, I think it's probably too soon, but if it's built right, maybe it does last 100 years. You know, like if it is a true neighborhood, if it is truly the full-fledged 7 billion, 62-acre plot of land within the middle of downtown it seems like a pretty good business idea. I'm not a businessman, but it seems pretty good. I, I get why got, Jerry Reinsdorf would want to be interested. If you've got the billions, right? I, I suppose. But uh, no, listen, you're right. It would be it would be interesting. There's stuff, in, and it would change that neighborhood over entirely as well. I think the thing that I, I'm, I'm sure I said it earlier today, but the thing that I've said about currently standing Sox Park right now is that while Bridgeport, I think, is a, is a, is a great neighborhood for the ballpark to be in, the, the prevalence of all those parking lots puts it on an island and, yeah. and, and makes it so 99% of people aren't walking through the neighborhood, aren't walking down the street to, to go to a watering hole or a restaurant. And um, it would be cool if you could have some of that uh, nearby to turn it into that real neighborhood feel. And, and, and that's the thing that I'm the, the thing that is the most interesting about this is that they could move and still keep that and still have that and still uh, you know, even perhaps improve on what they have currently. But, you know, the idea that uh, a ballpark is in a neighborhood is so rare across the country. And we here in Chicago are fortunate enough to have it twice. Yep. And I think to you, you that is so valuable. And that's what you really, um, really should cherish about uh, uh, whether you're a Cub fan or a Sox fan. And the idea that they could move and keep that is, is really neat. I know that some people are opposed to this, but would you guys uh, be opposed to a retractable roof at this new no. proposed stadium? Because I think that would be the best thing for the city to host things that are not, you know, White Sox related. Concerts like they have at Wrigley Field right now, you could just have them all year long and then have a, pa a passive income coming in from these things, these events that they have. I know baseball purists don't like to have roofs, but hey, man, when you go to the ballpark, you want to be sure that they're going to be playing a game. And I think up in Miller Park, they've shown you that every time they have a game, a game is being played. Give me Safeco slash T-Mobile's retractable roof and basically make the window of the like the back of the stadium open so you have like the roof close over but there's still like a little window where you can see the skyline yeah that's you know what Miller i'm saying Park like, kind of has yeah. that in the background have it have well, it it's tall though roof, it's it's yeah. it's just off. a wall of windows which mm -hmm. is better than a wall of wall i suppose but um yeah i mean listen as someone who doesn't like sitting through rain delays it would be nice to have a <laughs> have have it uh be a thing of the past but at the same time i don't know to me, a baseball stadium's outside. Uh, it makes it a little less um, personable if you if you throw up the infrastructure needed to have a retractable roof. But you know, I, I like going to Miller Park. I, I think I think Minute Maid Park in in Houston is a real uh, a real fun stadium. Um, but at the same time, you know, it I, I would probably prefer not having it on there, so you can maybe have it be a little lower and just kind of have it be part of give it more of a park atmosphere which i think is neat we're gonna have to have an architect on the show won't we, we? are yeah it's true how about that uh 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Alejandro saying no White Sox players weren't 78, so hey, maybe they could retire. Alejandro's you know? feeling Connor's bit. They open up the stadium. Yeah, oh yeah, right. And it's just Googling on uh, numbers. Uh, right before we hit a FOCO read, I uh, got one thing after the break on a top White Sox prospect uh, coming out on Twitter. But I uh, just wanted to add this from Rob Hart, who works over at WBBM at Rob Hart uh, WBBM on Twitter. Uh, he had a thread about the 78 and the White Sox moving here and he ends by saying those who read Chili Dog MVP by John P. Owens knows that the White Sox tried to market Comiskey Park as Chicago's downtown ballpark in the early 70s and it never really stuck with the public this could be their chance to do it again and drive it home and be Chicago's downtown ballpark. I'm sorry it didn't stick with the public is that because it's nowhere near downtown? (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Oh wow Um, this is downtown way fucking away from downtown Chicago's downtown ballpark now located in Bridgeport (laughs) downtown adjacent All right, guys this is the Tim Anderson bobblehead from FOCO that you know and love here he is being ghosted by a red line train at Sox 35th if they build this new ballpark on this uh, tract of land he could be ghosted at Roosevelt by trains on three different lines red line green line orange line they'd have to change the whole bobblehead but (laughs) if and when they do you could get it at FOCO go get fitted out in the best sports gear around they've got hoodies shoes signs bobbleheads and everything in between it's always baseball season so go ahead and get yourself an Aloha shirt a straw hat a polo and that bag set even though the new park might not have parking lots, you can still play it you know, on your boat in the river. Um, everything you could possibly need for a game. You've seen the TA bobblehead. You've seen the Southpaw bobblehead. Now go show them some love. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO10 for 10% off. Thank you very much, Vinny. You're uh, welcome. Final thing coming out from Francis Romero at Francis Romero FR. Uh, writer and researcher for MLB. White Sox are inviting Cuban prospect catcher Edgar Caro to MLB spring training per sources. Uh, Caro, 20 years old, was baseball's number 81st prospect in 2023, according to MLB Pipeline. Uh, He was included on their top 10 catching prospects as well. I think he came in at 7th, and his brother Jefferson Caro came in at 3, who's a prospect with the Brewers. Um, It does worry me a little bit, though, we did talk about Noah Schultz being a top 50 prospect. We talked about Colson Montgomery being at 11 and 15, uh, respectively, in Baseball America and Baseball Prospectus top 100 and top 101 prospect list. But what I didn't bring up, Baseball America did not have Edgar Caro as a top 100 prospect. They listed Brian Ramos and Nick Nostrini even closer to being top 100 prospects than Edgar Caro. I don't know if that's a huge worry because some 
prospect rankings still feel like Edgar Caro is a top 100 prospect. Obviously, one didn't, but the guy that's supposed to replace Martin Maldonado or Max Stassi in 2024 now, in 2025, it seems like he's waning off a little bit. Maybe it seems like his stock's falling off a little bit. I mean, those are just, you know, opinions of uh, people who watch baseball all the time. But I'm sure people are very excited. He's only, what, 20 years old, 21 years old? and to 20, come to- I think. He's still 20, I think. Yeah, yeah. 20, yeah. April 6th is his birthday. Baby. And it's perfect that he comes to uh, spring training to learn under Martin Maldonado, Max Stassi, if you will, and to get some type of veteran leadership. Um, because if he is going to be taken over in 25 or 26, He'll need to know what to do and how the Sox culture. This is why these guys were brought in to bring some type of culture and how to call games, how to uh, understand what the the opposing team is doing, and to get the the tutelage under Martin Maldonado in spring training. And I'm sure that he's a good teacher, as we've heard from um, your favorite guy, Corey Lee. That he teaches. He teaches you exactly how to uh, call a game. He teaches you what he does, and it filters down. And we saw Corey Lee, I was very impressed with his uh, leadership last year where he just came over, even though he didn't hit that much. I felt like he took control as a uh, catcher usually does as a veteran. So, yeah, it's good that Edgar Carroll's coming here. I'm sad that he's not in the top 100 of, what, Baseball America. But a great year this year in Birmingham and or Charlotte. By halfway through the season, he'll be up there. Yeah, it'll be good experience for him for sure. Herb, everything you said about getting to be with Martin Maldonado obviously applies, but don't forget the big league staff too, right? I mean, getting invited to big league spring training means you get to work with their new catching coach, Drew Butera, means you get to work with, I mean, heck, guys, Pedro Grafol has experience as a catching coach. I mean, uh, not only that, he'll get to work with the pitching staff. Uh, I mean, if you're talking about a guy who's going to be handling all these pitchers in the future, right, you're going to see him uh, you know, you're going to see in spring training Michael Kopech throwing to Edgar Carroll. You're going to see in spring training, maybe if he's still around, Dylan Cease throwing to Edgar Carroll, not to mention all the guys that maybe line up a little bit more with him in terms of the ETA, your Nestrinis, your Manas, your your Eaters, your your Bushes, those kind of guys. Your Schultzes, your crochets. Your, Schultz, yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, hey, it, that's the thing, too. We spent all day yesterday being like, guys, no, Schultz is only 20 years old. It's going to take him a while to get to the majors. Edgar Caro is in is to also 20 years old and has already spent, a, I think, a full year in A. So, I mean, there's no rush to get him to the major league level. I wouldn't expect him until 2025 at the earliest. But to get this experience now working with a major league staff, working with major league coaching staff, and working with a guy in Maldonado who has just tons of experience and success doing that too. Um, nothing but a positive. You're going to see uh, eventually here in the coming weeks the list of guys that the White Sox are inviting to spring training. And it's going to have a lot of guys on it, as it always does, who are parts of their future more than they are parts of their present. But that future gets started with some of the experience that you that you can gain through uh, Major League Spring Training. Well, we always kind of see, I mean, you look at Trey Turner signs this big deal in Philadelphia. It kind of takes him a year to get adjusted. Edgar Caro is moving. Yes, it be from Rocket City to Birmingham. Trash uh, pandas? Yeah, the trash pandas. Oh, but it, it's still an adjustment that he has to make. Uh, and still, the age gap is huge between double A 
and where Edgar Caro is right now. Uh, three and a half is the average age separation uh, between where Caro is at 20 years old and the average age of double A when he was in single A doing very well. It was just about a two year age difference. So kids that are closer to him, basically, you know, what, like a, a sophomore going up against a senior team, that two and a half year difference. The other one's basically, you know, uh, a, a freshman going up against a senior team. Like it's just a, a little bit of a different vibe there. And he's had about a hundred less plate appearances in double A than single A. And he was a lot better in single A, 304 slash line, 425 on base percentage, 517 slug at double A, 255 uh, batting average, 380 on base percentage, 350 slugging. The slugging isn't there, but you're talking about a 20-year-old that has 72 walks to 76 strikeouts. Let's see what he could do in 100 more double A at bats with a full offseason of knowing the Birmingham organization, knowing these coaches, and hitting the ground running. He's only 20. It's the best catching prospect I think the Sox have had in a in a bit well and you're talking too about offensive numbers uh you know obviously there's a defensive element to all uh position player prospects uh that that come up and certainly we've talked a lot about Colson Montgomery and 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 the the growth maybe he still has to do defensively but when you're a catcher there's there's a lot more there's a lot more important boxes to check on the defensive side you know compared to maybe a a guy who's playing shortstop or a guy who's playing the outfield Mm -hmm. so just because his uh, numbers might say that he's ready or just because uh, his numbers maybe aren't as impressive. You know, one way or the other, no matter what the offensive numbers say, I'm sure the White Sox are taking a closer look at what he's able to do behind the plate and 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 uh, than maybe what he's doing at the plate. Exactly, because it's much more important to me and I think most people that a catcher is a good receiver than he is a good hitter. If he's a good hitter, they'll move him off the spot, I think, usually. But... There's very much unicorns in that. Adley Rushman is one of them. Yeah, I mean, if the Orioles want to include Adley Rushman in a trade, I'll be, I'll be all for it. Uh, tomorrow, I mean, they got that Basillo behind him. Might as well. Right. He's old news. I mean, send Adley here. Come on. What else are you doing? Let Basillo play in the majors. You and want, let Adley be free. You get to reset the catcher clock, right? You get six more yes. years of control for Basillo. I mean, he seems like he's a really big uh, power hitter. Cease for Rutschman straight up. Who says and, no? And Hadley misses Oregon hey, State. Hey, says- I mean, it's closer to his beloved Oregon State <laughs> Beaver. Maybe, maybe they'll throw in. Maybe, maybe they'll maybe they'll throw in uh, early '90s Cal Ripken Jr. while they're at it. <laughs> maybe I, I'd be fine for it. Uh, also, too, I just realized or I just saw this shared from Rob Hart as well. Uh, there is an Addison, Illinois concept. So we'll probably talk about this tomorrow, uh, where it was a forty-five thousand seat yeah. retractable dome. Uh, so maybe we'll share more. Uh, more, more out in, out, out in the, out in the burbs. Yeah, right. <laughs> out in Addison. Uh, <laughs> let's let's build it in the 78. Let's make a whole new neighborhood. And I think there's somewhere over here. Yeah, it says 77 neighborhoods. We'll uh, make sure the White Sox part of this is uh, moved up a little bit more. And we'll change that 77 to 78. Just bust out a Sharpie. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we honestly probably could. Uh, Black and white, yeah. Might as well. Anyways, thank you for joining us, guys. Make sure that you check us out tomorrow at 3.30. We'll be live again with more White Sox coverage. That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Eckerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Sarah for producing. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to our CHGO sports channel. We got more shows later on today and we'll be back on Friday as well covering all your favorite teams.
Goodbye. Whoa, whoa, whoa. City like the mayor.